Welcome to the Center of Excellence Sales Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Genovese, sales novice, and as established a couple of episodes ago, podcast savior. Podcast savior. Podcast savior. Yeah. And I'm okay with that title. You can, <laughs> you can start calling me that. It's fine. It works. With me, as always, Oliver Young, Operations Director with the Young Automotive Group. So amped to be here. Freaking amped to have you. Brad Taylor, Corporate Trainer with the Center of Excellence. I am excited to be here. Very excited to have you here. And back once again, I believe we've had you before, Jared Price. Yes, I variable was in a different director. role at the time. I was the general manager of our Kia store. Now I am a salesperson for all of YAG, sales director. So <laughs> You know, I like to call myself an unpaid intern. There you go. <laughs> Uh, thanks for having me. I'm excited well, to be here. Thank you for having Excuse me. Thank you for coming back. Thank you for having us. Thank you for coming back. It's so nice to have you. We really appreciate the insights you brought last time. We're so glad to have you here again. Just for anyone listening, catch us up on what's been happening in your world since you were on last time. Holy cow. So, wow, this was three years ago, I believe. I was episode four, five, or six. Wow. Maybe. It's been that long. It's been a long time. Holy yeah. smokes. <laughs> What are we in? Is this 51, 52? Oh, this is like 63, We're in the 60s. 64, We're in the 60s. Yep. Wow. Lose track. So the YAG has continued to grow. We now, with the Missoula acquisition, I believe that's our 30th. That's number 30 or 29, Oliver? Is it 30? 30. That's number 30. It's amazing. It's so, enough that it's hard to keep yeah. track. <laughs> growth, op- growth is growing great. And with my role, I've been mentored by Oliver, yep. obviously. Yeah, well, and, and Jared, so- let me ask you this. Yes. How many leads do you take a week? I think you can ask a day. Or a day, because um, you probably get at least one a day. No, I get- From the partner purchase average, program and other- On average, two to three a day. Two to three a day. Minimum. And, yeah. and, and I like to ask that. The reason why is because I love how connected you are to our front lines. And what I mean by that is you're 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 still out there selling, right? Yeah, you might be the sales director and you might have- 400 employees that are out there selling, but you're right there with, them, yeah. You know? And so the, it, you know, when your insights today are not coming from somebody who did it in the past, yeah, disconnected. Yeah, yeah. it's no, 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 Jared. He's up front. He's doing it right yeah. now. He's probably got four deals happening today. Yeah, yeah. and he get those deals closed. So Brad, <laughs> Brad's my closer. Let's I'm the liner. <laughs> last last day of the month. Yeah. But I appreciate that. But that's one thing that I will tell you. In any role with sales, it's staying connected mm-hmm. with with the customers and the employees, and that's what I love. So when I go into a store, I have, I love diving into the processes to see what's going on. And now that we're at 30 rooftops, I've got a few more miles on my truck. <laughs> Just a couple. <laughs> to cover all the, the, land, the, the, the mileage. But no, it's great. And I will tell you this, I love my job every day. I get up and I'm just so amped. To go to work. And well, one other thing, Tim. Yes. We just had our biggest sell. We ever. did. Yes, we did. Deserve music. But one, two, three sell. Yeah. We sold over we sold five hundred units in four days. What was our what was our biggest one, two, three sale prior to that? Because that's our biggest sale of the year. Fifty seven was the prior one, two, three record. Knocked it out of and the And the sale park. before that we did four forty seven. So five hundred we've never eclipsed five hundred in a weekend sale. That's huge. Weekend sale. Massive. Wow. Great and, job, Jared. Yeah, no, yeah absolutely. That's all can, the teams. And can I tell you what? I I have really loved Jared being in this new role because I get to work with him a lot more 
in his new capacity. Well, I guess it's not even a new capacity, but in the capacity that you're in now, I get to work with you a lot more and it has been an awful lot of fun. So thank you. I'm damn glad that you're in the role that you're in now. And I love working with Brad. Because the guy before Hello. was just a nightmare to work with. Yeah, I know. <laughs> just, oh, huge. Oh, mm. he was a, he's a great guy. He's a great guy. <laughs> well, with that, actually, as we transition into our topic for today, I just want to say, Oliver, thank you for being a friend. Yeah. Now, this topic, I feel like we've traveled down this road and back again. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being my friend. Is that a song? It's, it's a theme a... song to Golden Girls. Yeah, Golden Girls. Oh, I've, I've traveled I... down the road and back no, again. No, I have not ever watched. He's too uh, young. Yeah, he's too Gold, young clearly, to have watched clearly. Golden Girls. No, Betty White. No way. You she watched just Golden Girls, Brad? Away. I yes. watched, we're the same age and I watched Golden Girls. I have never seen Golden Girls. I know Blanche Winslow's obsessed with awesome. it. <laughs> Apparently, I need to watch some Golden Girls. You need to go watch an episode and focus on Blanche. <laughs> well, the, today, what I wanted to speak on is uh, is one about being a friend and two about doing something. And what this is really about is sometimes as salespeople, when we go to a training, what are we trained on? Process, Process skills. Right? Yeah. So, hey, I'm a new sales guy. I'm I remember back at, I, I was selling at Kia when I first started. The first thing, you know, the first training I went to, I got in and it was, and it was like, here's the process, right? And so what did I focus on? The process. The process. I, fo- I po- focus on, okay, how, what are the scripts? What are the lines? What, how do I say it? What do I do? Right? And it took about four months to figure out that I was doing it wrong. Because there's two things that are absolutely more important than even the sales process. Now, the sales process is important, but these two things, if you don't have them, even if you're the master of a sales process, you'll die on the vine in sales. And the first one is doing something. Now, the funny thing is, when I say that, everybody's like, what? What? Like, they don't get it. Mm -hmm. But how easy is it for a salesperson not to do something. Oh, it's super easy. Like we even preach, don't come to work to wait. Yet the majority of salespeople do come to work and wait for someone to walk in. They're very reactive. Yeah, absolutely. And and they they often, they'll fill their calendar with nonsense mm-hmm. that actually doesn't produce anything. Mm-hmm. Like memorizing the script or, you know, and, and now that's not saying don't memorize a script. But if you don't do anything, nothing will happen. And so, and and Jared, what what do I mean by do something? So, because you're the master of just of chaos. He's doing always something. busy. He's always <laughs> He's busy. Busy. Oh my gosh, that's a great question. I'll go back to my days when I started in sales. And Kelly Moss, he taught me this really well. He said, Jared, you need to get in front of ten people every day. If you talk to ten people a day, you will sell a vehicle. So in my mind. I always focused on activities that would generate 10 people in front of me a day. So in sales, I think it's about, okay, do we have a, a process or a routine that says I can call so many people that I can network? Today, networking, like you mentioned, the partner mm-hmm. the partner program, and that's kudos to Oliver because he set that up years ago. We have these amazing partners that reach out that need to buy vehicles. And then when I first started selling, the first thing I did is I wrote, hand wrote a letter to all my friends, family, cousins, and and any ex-coworkers that said, hey, this is who I am, this is where I work, and this is what I do. 
And then those snowballed into daily activities that kept me busy, but I also had to work to get people in in person. Yep. And, and so getting out and finding people to talk to. People buy stuff that you sell stuff to people. So the thing that you have to do is get in front of them. Mm -hmm. You've got to find somebody to sell. You've got to find somebody to talk about a car. And if you don't find somebody to talk to, then you're not doing something. Yeah. You're wasting your time. And when you come to work, you have to find somebody to talk to. Now, oftentimes, sales managers will say, you can't take a phone call until you pass off the script, right? Does that mean you can't call somebody? No, you can make outbound calls. Can you call your mom? Absolutely. I can you so. talk to her about... Buying a car. <laughs> Buying a car. Is that Buying okay? Buying a power sport. Buying a trailer. Or do, or does she know somebody or, right? Yeah. But we all just sit there and we're like, I can't take phone calls, so I can't do anything. No, no, no. You're not doing something because you're scared and mm -hmm. you don't want to do something. Mm -hmm. And as a salesperson, you need to get over that. Go do something. Yeah. And I like that because so many sales professionals are reactive. They're waiting, like Brad said, they mm -hmm. come to work to wait. Where a lot of successful people, and, and you, you have the Pareto principle that tells you those top producers produce over 80% of the sales results, they go to work to work. Mm -hmm. And and it's different for each salesperson. Yep. And and sometimes you, when you have a new salesperson that's willing to get in front of people, what happens? Naturally, they sell more. They just stumble into a bunch of yeah. deals because they're out there talking they're to just everybody, talking to people and yeah. they don't know what they're screwing up. Yeah. Then, oftentimes, what do they do? They get too smart. They and get they smart stop on the process. In front of people and they listen to their peers that say, "Oh, yep, you got lucky." And so this then they stop again. talking to as many people because they think they're so good, and then they have that slump. Yeah. And what what gets them out of their slump? Some success talking just going to people, talking to people, yep. and and almost forgetting about okay, wait, wait, the process is to help me, but the most important thing is what? Do something. Do something. Go find somebody. Mm -hmm. Go go talk. Go make a call. Go. Yeah. Don't wait around. And I love how you said, be proactive. So and Oliver, I'm, let me ask a question because you're good at this. If a, if someone is new to sales, how would they come up with a plan to do something? Sure. So. You know, if I'm new at sales and let's just say I don't, I'm not being allowed to take ups or phone ups, right? So that, because if I were to take ups, phone ups or leads, then that gives me something to do without, and I just have to wait for that, right? But what if I didn't even get to do those? I could take a lunch at the local businesses and give my card to every one of those people that I talk to and just let them know. Every day you drive by my store, whenever you're in the need for a car, just come see me. Like that. That's one way to talk to five people instantly. Mm. I love Jake Talbot. One night he uh, grabbed a bunch of people, went over to Walmart. Mm -hmm. What was he doing? Brad? Filling out credit apps. <laughs> yeah. He needed to talk to more people. And so he went over to Walmart and just started asking people, would you be willing to sell me your car? He's not waiting for an up. Right. He's not waiting. He just did something. And did he get... A buyer yeah. interested. Absolutely. Yes. Did they buy? Maybe, maybe not. Yeah. But it's better than looking out a window yeah. Yeah. and hoping the wind blows something in. Yeah. So you have to get creative. Even even when you know there's a for sale sign, like, you know, where cars park on the side, mm -hmm. go find every for sale car that you can possibly find and call. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just simple, easy ways to find things to do.
people about, that talk. To. How about KSL? Find people who are oh, selling yeah. their cars on KSL. Prospect those. Well, and I and I sure. think the key is momentum, right? The second mm-hmm. you start to get busy working and you talk to people, build your confidence, and all of a sudden you have that momentum rolling to where you can then implement those scripts and the selling skills you're training on to actually sell them a product. For sure. Absolutely. So that's the first thing is to do something that's more important than the process. The second one is making a friend. Now, why, why is that so important? Brad, what's the t- statistics? 71% of people bought because they like, trusted, and believe their sales professional. And that's not just in autos. That's power sports. Yeah. That's trailers. I think that's all sales in general. Sales in general. People want to do business with people that they like. Correct. So- why is that more important than the process? Well, as I think on it, it is incredible the conversations that we can and will have with our friends that we find almost impossible to have with a stranger. Mm-hmm. And when someone's coming in to spend their hard-earned money with us, that's a difficult conversation to have. Yep. That is their money. They work really hard for it. So we need to make sure that we build a foundational friendship in the time that we have so that when it comes to their hard-earned money, with confidence, we can have that conversation with them saying, this is what it takes to buy this new product, good or service. And here's why it makes sense to do it now. And you can say that to your friend versus with a stranger. It's like, well, okay, just let me know. Yep. Yep. And, and have you ever met a sales professional that is dialed on the process, but nobody likes them? Yeah. A few. <laughs> yeah, we've been around. It they're, happens. They're like, mm-hmm. they're like, they are memorized, they are scripted, they're mm-hmm. great, and they can mm-hmm. use all the lines, but you look across and you're like, but you're not creating any sort of connection with the person. Yeah. yeah. That hinders their ability to really break down and help the customer understand what they're doing mm-hmm. and, and, and help sell them on, on what they're buying. The definition of friendship is a state of mutual trust. I love that. So it's going back and forth. It it takes effort on both parts. Even if just the salesperson is putting in the effort to create the friendship, that's one-sided. That's yep. not mutual trust. Once the customer realizes, hey, this sales professional is invested in me, not just because they want to sell something to me, they're invested in me as a customer today and in the future, Mm -hmm. now the customer reciprocates and they actually want to get to know you. Mm -hmm. And now it's mutual trust where you have common ground, you understand each other, you have common interests. And and those people then become not just a customer, but a friend, somebody that you can reach out to if you need something that they have, they will reach out to you when they or anyone else they know needs what you have. Yeah. And I love that mutual, mutual trust, right? So you're you're really breaking down those barriers and you're creating a relationship of trust with your customer. And when, when they trust you, they can buy from you, yep. right? But how do you do that, Jared? Because I know, you know, watching you, I know you can quickly help somebody like you. How do you do that? Well, I appreciate that. Well, there's a quote. Well, it was a training years ago from, you know, when I first got in the business, Joe Verdi. And he, you know, one of the things that he focused on was you need to go out and make a friend, mainly because it's that, that 71%, but it's also is you're in the, I'm sorry, we're in the people business. Mm-hmm. 
And so if you don't like people, I you need to leave because it's the wrong business. And I love people. And one of the things that I set a goal of every day, if I meet somebody new, I want to get to know them, know about them. And it's not about building a friend. It's what can I learn from them, right? So if I meet you all over for the first time, I want to get interested in you, not just to sell you a vehicle to say, hey, what do you what do you know that I don't know? What can I learn from you? And all of a sudden that mutual interest and respect comes together. And then I, I call it common ground and that trust. When those two come together, then all of a sudden the walls are down and then you'll listen to me as I'm presenting my product. Now, and a lot of customers, when they walk in, they have that fear, right? Oh, yeah. Do they fear salespeople? Yeah. Yeah. They actually, yeah. they don't only fear salespeople. Everybody fears everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's right? true. Yeah. People yeah. are generally just kind of nervous around other humans that they don't know. Yeah. Because you're guarded. Oh, I was terrified walking into this room today. <laughs> because of Brad's huge muscles. Right. <laughs> but we, we, we just get nervous when we don't know everybody. And so- a customer walks up to you and ins- the instinct is fear, Yeah. right? So to really create relationship, number one, you have to get to know them, right? Mm-hmm. So you have to have the ability to ask rapport questions. Mm-hmm. And, and what's an example of a good rapport question, Brad? Oliver, do you live here in the Leighton area or outside the yeah, area? Yeah, just right here in Leighton. And, and what does that allow me to do? Start a conversation about where you live. Yeah, you start a conversation and and rapport, what I like to connect rapport with is not only asking a question about where they, let, let's just say where they live, but then putting yourself in their life. Yep. Oh, you live in Layton? I grew up in Layton. Where do you live? Because why does that, why is that so important? Putting yourself in their existence and in their life. Because now they know it's another human that has similar experiences yep. to them in a similar location. Yep. And when we say, hey, look, we're alike, right? All of a sudden, they go, oh, yeah, we are kind of the same. Yeah. I should trust you. Yeah, right? but I think it's is it the six or seven degrees of separation mm-hmm. within six questions or seven. You should be able to connect to anybody, whether it's work, where you live, relationships, or, or Kevin hobbies, yeah. or Kevin Bacon. So so, so ask me a report question, Jared. What, what's a report, right. report question that you like? Okay, so we'll pre- okay, Oliver's looking at a vehicle. Oliver... Is this going to be for business or pleasure? It's actually for just me. Really? Okay. So be using it for a little, little bit of a pleasure out enjoying mm-hmm. yourself. What do you like to do for fun? You know, I actually love to fish. Do you really? Okay. So when's the last time you went fishing? Oh, just last week. Where did you go? I was up at Pine View. Oh, really? Okay. And what kind of fish did you catch? Oh, I can't remember. We were catching them all over the place. Oh my gosh. So I funny thing is I just got back from a fishing trip in Alaska with my family and we had such a great time, me and my boys, and we caught halibut. I gored my hand open and <laughs> fought off a bear. That's why your fingers yeah, all wrapped. Yeah, I got a bandage. <laughs> I, I told everybody I fought off a bear, but I really was clubbing a halibut. It slipped off, and I caught the hook. He's got a hangnail, and he just no, happens to be wrapped yeah. all the way from his <laughs> yeah. fingertip to his shoulder. Yeah, <laughs> But like in this case, we talked about fishing, right? Yep. And, and, and now I, and me as a, as somebody who wanted to buy something, you know that I'm a fisherman and now what do I know about you? I like to fish. You're a fisherman. Yeah. Yep. And if you're a fisherman, that means I probably trust fishermen because yep. I'm a fisherman. Oh, yep. And, and fishermen I trust don't lie. me. Fishermen don't lie. Fishermen don't lie. So it's, well, it's sometimes just about the size of the fish. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. No, but I, I, I'm glad you brought that up because- in in sales, I think that's a key. It's a skill. 
asking questions and be able being able to connect to the customer because all of a sudden when we connect on, on a certain level, then we become more, we'll call it friends, right? Because yeah. Anybody that fishes together, they're friends. I don't care yeah. what you say. Well, and friends tell each other stories. Mm-hmm. And that's what the common ground leads to Love is that. common stories, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to pad Jared's ego anymore because he is amazing. But Jared has the knack of making one person in a room of 100 people feel like they're the only person in the room. And the reason why I specifically mention that is even when we're with a customer and we feel like we're going, we're doing our best to make a friend. If you're distracted, if you're giving your phone attention, if you're worried about another deal, another car, you're answering other questions, or if you're standing on the service drive and you're face-to-face with with a customer, and even though you're asking those rapport-building questions, if your attention is elsewhere, you are not creating a friend. People can tell when you're distracted by anything and everything else. So, when you are working towards creating a friend, do everything you can to make them feel like they're the only thing that matters because when you're face-to-face with the customer, nothing else matters but that customer. Well, and and I'll, I'll just say this about the people that I've seen who who are best at this, who are best at building rapport, who are, are who genuinely are best at making friends. They're just curious. You just have to – I think you have to be curious. You've got to have a I curious disposition. Be can curious I add one, about somebody. Can I add one more word to that with curiosity? I would say also be genuine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah. people can sniff out when you're doing it just to to yeah. sell something. When it's process-oriented yeah, curiosity. Be genuine. And and I like that because people are amazing. They so many cool stories. It's yeah. just they don't – no one asks them about it. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. And, I'd like to fish, Oliver. And, yeah. And, and the last <laughs> thing I want to say on that is – when when you're new and you're you're getting up and going, or even if you're a veteran and you know the processes, when you go out and you get in front of somebody, forget them. And that sounds weird. I'm not saying don't use them, but I'm saying focus on making a friend and that with that person in front of you. Mm-hmm. The processes should come out in your reflexes because you've been practicing so much. But really, what's more important is making a friend with the person standing in front of you. I love it. Well, Oliver, what's the next step? What can our listeners do this week? So what I would challenge um, you to do is figure out how you can proactively double your ups. And what I mean by that is that can't be people walking in the store. It's got to be new people that you're talking to that you wouldn't have gotten if you wouldn't have done what you're going to do. So that's figure out how to double what you're doing by just spending your time doing something. Okay. I love it. Well, as usual, I have been taking copious notes. We're talking about doing something and making a friend today. Generally, focusing entirely on the process is the wrong tactic, especially early on in sales. The most important two things that you can do are to do something and to make a friend. Now, to do something, just don't fill your calendar just to fill out your calendar. Get in front of people. Find someone to talk to. If you don't, you are just wasting your time. Uh, Call your mom, everybody. Call (laughs) your mom and see if she needs a car. Have her come in and just look at the car. Have her come in and see how you're doing. She wants to know that you're doing well at your job. And tell her you love her. Tell her you love her. Don't let fear paralyze you. If, if you're going to work, 
work. Get in and just do something. New people stumble into deals typically just by doing things out of pure ignorance. Do not get too smart to stop doing that. Do something. It'll kill you if you get too smart. Don't wait for your turn to take a, a lead. Don't wait for, wait for your turn to take a, an up. Go out and generate one. Go out and do something. Build momentum and maintain it. The next thing is to make a friend. 71% of people buy because they like, trust, and believe their salespeople. That is Benjamin, Benjamin Franklin said that, I believe. <laughs> people want to do business with people that they like. Difficult conversations, financial conversations are easier to have with friends. So be a friend. You can be completely dialed on the process, but without a genuine connection, you're still at a disadvantage. The other thing about friendship is that it is mutual trust. So how do you develop that? How do you make a friend? First and foremost, you have to like people. You have to be interested in people. The instinct with new people, any new people in your life is to be fearful. Just drop that. Drop it. Ask rapport questions and then take it a step further and put yourself in their life. This will help you identify with people and that builds trust. And then finally, just be curious and be genuine. Gentlemen, been a pleasure. Thank you very much. If you are listening to this podcast, please leave us some stars. Be our friend. We'd love that. And leave us some feedback on iTunes. If this podcast could do some good to some people in your life, get in front of them, stock them in the parking lot, talk to your clergy, your hospitalist, I guess, you know, any anybody that you've made friends with, get this podcast in front of them. And if you do have questions, if you've got ideas for future podcast episodes, please send us an email to podcast at youngcoe.com. Dana Moyle. Dana Moyle.